Oh, jam! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Let's Go Fun-filled episode of Monday Night Magic. This is Monday Night Magic number 671. Ah, ah, ah. You gotta wait long enough to not expect it. Which is not a small number. No. Yeah. I'm Chewy, as you can see, if you're watching the video version of this. says it right under my name. Uh, right over there is Squee. And Hello, I am over here. Way over there is Clues. Okay, first of all, I'm out on a secret mission. I travel the galaxy and far beyond. But secondly, does it say that you're Chewy right under your name? Did I say under my name? That, that's what you said. Oh. And yeah, if you scroll down far enough, on. We'll I'm going to bring up the video, and let's see now. There's Chewy, and yeah. underneath it, it says Chewy, and underneath that, it says Chewy, Chewy, Chewy. It's like Chewy. a song. I don't know what it... Maybe I thought that I was wearing my Chewbacca t-shirt, which I always refer to as my name tag. I see. So this would be my name, but I'm not wearing, I'm wearing Swift, which I am clearly not. I think <laughs> I'm just going to think of you as Uncle Choo Choo. Uh, I I did have one of my cousin's kids call me that when she was little. Oh, yes, I know. This is a callback. Oh, okay. And then she's, Aha, she realized that uncle was the wrong word and choo-choo was more train. So now I'm just choo. Now you're uncle train. I was going to say, I would actually make you uncle train in that case, yes. Haha, <laughs> 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 you're part of Cap's channel now. I, uh... I... <laughs> anyway, right, let's dive into it. So... yeah. All aboard the magic train. Today was going to be a slow day. We were going to have the Mythic Championship, and Field of the Dead was going to get banned. We all knew it. Yep. And we were hoping, or at least I was, just so I'd quit seeing people complain about it, we were hoping Arkham's Astrolabe would get banned, and that would be the end of the episode. You know, I never played Arkham's Astrolabe. Was that after Asylum, or...? Uh, It wasn't by... It wasn't Rocksteady, yeah. Rocksteady, oh, okay. So we yeah. don't care. Oh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't doesn't count. What was the one that Rocksteady didn't do? Origin. Origin. Yeah. <clears throat> Batman game jokes. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so let let's get into it. We're gonna start with the Mythic Championship because, and then we're gonna do the show we were gonna do. <clears throat> and then and we're, we're gonna, gonna do staple another show on the end. Yeah, a whole other. See show. if you can tell where things went different. All right, so... When they go off the rails. Uh, Train joke. Mythic <laughs> Championship 5. No, no, that's a truck. Or maybe a boat? <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely a boat. Yeah. All right. Wait, what is... What about... Ooga, ooga. That's <laughs> I think a that's bad a, car. It's like a Chuck Jones cartoon? I... <laughs> Okay, wait, hang on, I gotta know. What about bee doo bee doo bee? No, wait, that's the. Uh... Okay, that's the French police? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Okay. Anyway, so Mythic wait, Championship. Is that police in France or people who police the French language? Oh, it's both. It's both. <laughs> they really take their language seriously. Okay, so Mythic Championship 5 happened today. It was one of the arena championships. So it had a whopping 68 people. And deck lists were due. We talked about the meta. For this tournament that happened, we did that ended yesterday last week because deck lists were due like two weeks early. Yeah, which means that's weird. One even before the ban and restricted list update, like the the format isn't that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but because they needed deck list so early, people got locked into stuff they had to play. So like. 
if this was just bring your stuff that day without having to submit that necklace two days ago, it would have been different. Yeah. Why did they need the necklace so early? Like, There's only 68 of them to put in. <laughs> I, I understand needing them early for, like, graphics and research and all of that, but, like... You don't have to uh, make them that popular. early for that few people? I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. I don't know. But anyway, so, yeah, as you can see here, Javier Dominguez won. Remember him? He won the World Championship last year. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, but what has he done this week? Uh, he, he won a Mythic Championship. Yeah, but what has he done today? Uh, probably thought long and hard about a new format. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, you know, as long as he's not taking a break. Can can we talk about this bracket? Sure. Because when I joined the call... If, if you grab the bracket, you can move it. Somebody wow. smarter than me was explaining the bracket, and I missed the explanation, and I'm still confused. Ah, okay, so the top eight was double <laughs> eliminate. Now, it's not that Clues is dumb, it's that Clues didn't watch any of the coverage, and That's this right. doesn't really tell you much. So this is the, not a great graphic. The top that. eight was double elimination, so anyone who lost here dropped down to the lower bracket and got a chance to lose again. Okay, and if they didn't lose again? Then they kept it... going in the lower bracket. And then what happened? Uh, and, and then you made, it, you made it to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you don't lose, you just move forward. Like you can see, Stan Sifka here beat William Jensen in the, the lower top eight, and then move yep. forward. But then he lost okay. to Andrea Mangucci, so since he lost to Andrea Mangucci, he's out. Like, out, out. Gotcha. Yeah. So, round one was the four matches in the upper. Yeah. And then everybody who lost went to the lower. Yeah. Everybody who didn't lose went on. Yeah, so this... And then the lower started doing its thing. Yeah. So, actually, if if you move this kind of like that, just pull it as far to the right as you can, it looks more like that. Okay. It doesn't stay there, though. Why can't you move these? But, uh, and then the people who lost in round two in the upper came down to round two in the lower. Yeah, so you see Gab Nassif lost to Javier Dominguez right here, and he yeah. shows up right here on the bottom. And so at that point, everybody in the lower, in the second round of lower, everybody already had one loss. Correct. And so everybody who lost that, they were done. Correct, yeah. But so Stan Sivka and Lishi Chan were both out after this round. The two who won moved on to round three of the lower. Yeah. And then the person who won round three of the lower mm-hmm. went to the upper? No. They went to round four of the lower. So you see okay, Andrea Mangucci would... won round three of the lower. So yeah. jump forward one, and he played against uh, Jean-Emmanuel Dupra. Now Dupra lost to Javier Dominguez way up here in the third round of the top. See, for those of you that watch a lot of esports, this is all like, oh yeah, duh. Clues doesn't. No, I don't. Like, not at all. So this is all uh, completely this weird is, to someone who's brand used new. To magic I'm coverage. learning along with you guys. Yeah. So yeah, huh. since uh, Mangucci won, he made it over here. But uh, Dominguez beat Depra in the the first of the third round of the top, the, the upper bracket. So Depra jumped down here, but then he won, so he jumped back up. Because whoever won from this final uh, round in the, the the lower bracket jumped up to the next to last in the upper bracket. And then Depra beat Dominguez. But because it's double elimination, that was Dominguez's first loss. 
So they played again. Ah, okay. <clears throat> yeah, if they draw a makes dotted sense. line back up and down instead of directly connecting rounds three and four on the top, I think it would be easier to follow. Yeah, yeah. it's it's the, the line right here that, that connects these three, and this is just down here. It doesn't have another line. So it's a little weird. Again, it's it's the graphic, though. Like, it so, all makes perfect sense. Yeah, if if yeah. this kind of double elimination upper-lower bracket thing is common in other esports tournaments, does anyone actually do a graphic that doesn't suck for this? Uh, Can someone point me to that? Probably. This was really a message for the chat. Like, I remember back when the uh, HTC, the Heroes of the Storm Global Championships were a thing. Uh, can we get some Fs in the chat for that? Uh, their graphics were always really clear. And also, anyone... Like, there was only ever one finals for that. Because usually... Whoever made it all the way to the finals without losing was rewarded by getting essentially a buy so that they didn't they didn't have to play two if that makes any sense it's a little weird but anyway anyway so yeah there you go uh it it turns out the top eight were uh because wait is there a oh these are in order aren't they if we go to the top eight deck list i bet they are okay so let's let's are see they? so javier dominguez won not playing golos and not playing Oko. He's playing Gruel Aggro. Get there. <laughs> Look at what is what is this? Okay, hang on, let me let me zoom in again. <clears throat> One more. There we go, okay. It's using a different auto card thing than the normal website. So what do we have here? Pelt Collector, Zertog Goblin, Gruel Spellbreaker, Bone Crusher Giant, Skargan Hellkite. Something about a 4-4 four, four dragon. Dragon? Dagron? Dagron. Dagron. With haste. You gotta love a 4-4 four, four dragon with haste. I mean, he's got I Ryan, mean, I respect but, most of them. But let's be real. He's, he's got haste. Of course, questing beast, crawl harpooner, paradise druid. And he's running Ember Cleave. That's what I was looking for. Yes, Ember Cleave. Won a mythic championship. Yes. Hmm. And once upon a time in Collision Colossus to round out the rest of the deck. But this was the deck that managed to take it all down. And as you'll see, uh, he didn't lose up until the very end. And then he won again anyway. So Seems decent. Yeah, yeah, seems good. Uh, he beat uh, Jean-Emmanuel Duprat, who was playing Bant Golos. Good he old, also beat damn near everyone else. Good old Golos. Uh, let's see. I guess third and fourth, maybe? I don't know. Are, uh, Andrea Mangucci, who's running the Bant Food deck, the other boogeyman. Golos was one boogeyman. Oko was the other. So, he's running Bant Food. Gavin Nassif was running Simic Food, because I guess he likes pieces of sharks and crabs and stuff sticking out of his food. It's like a sampler platter. <laughs> uh, Stan Sifka, you remember him? He used to play Magic, then he played Hearthstone, and then he played Artifact. Now he's playing Magic again. I bet he makes the jump to Legends of Runeterra in five, four, three. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> Whatever ad you just got on YouTube, he's playing that now. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is. It might be VPN. We have no idea, but it's what he's playing. He's playing on... Uh... What he's is playing that? State Farm? I'm so confused. Yeah, there we go. It's some mobile game. I don't know. <laughs> I don't keep track of the names of all these mobile games that pop up in YouTube ads because I'm just waiting on Skip Ad to pop up. That's important. That's anyway, my was... favorite ad. Skip it Ad, is. I love it. He was playing Bant Ramp. Uh, Lisi Chan was running the Mono Red Cavalcade deck that Clues was hoping would take it all down. It made the top eight, and I was like, it "What?" Did make the top eight. Um, <laughs> Sadly, he didn't quite make it. But hey, was was he two and out? Yeah, let me go back to the bracket. Uh, no, oh. no, he he won against Kenya Kahiro in the lower bracket, and then lost to Gabnasif. Okay. There it is. Hey, St. Seigal with the sub. Thank you for those seven months. He says it should have won. Yeah, well. Anything, a deck with three Tybalts made it to the top eight. I love it. That is pretty freaking funny. <laughs> uh, I'm not going into, like, detail on this because we talked about this a little more last week. And, again, this format. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter as much anymore. Uh, William Jensen. What's the collective Jensen... noun for Tybalt? Do what? What's the collective noun for Tybalt? Is it, like... A hell of Tybalt's? An embarrassment of Tybalt's? Like a swagger of Tybalt's? Oh, I like a swagger. It's a swagger of Tybalt's. Okay. I'll I'll add that to the list. Oh my god. Carry on. Uh, By the way, if you want to listen to the audio version of Monday Night Magic, you can go to... uh, mtgcast.com and find us there. It was asked in the chat, so. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I glanced over at the chat because I, I saw you pasting it there and uh, Stark has suggested that uh, a, a group of Tybalt should be called a 15th pick of Tybalt's. No, no, no. We're talking new Tybalt. <laughs> yeah, like the good I one. Know. But my God, that is so funny. Thank you so Look, much. I Stark. tabled a number of original Tybalt's. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> anyway, uh, William Jensen was playing Simic Food, and Ken Yukihiro was playing the Mardu Knights deck. Uh, also with Embercleave. Look at all these Embercleaves in the top eight. What? It's pretty good. It sounds like yeah. Marvel Knights every time I hear it. What? Oh. <laughs> yeah, Moon Knight and Ghost Rider will be showing up soon. <laughs> we'll return in Mardu Knights. Ah! <laughs> So that's uh, that's that's the top eight. But Golo, now notice I didn't say Golos a whole lot because uh, oh. there's only one that made the top eight out of the forty some percent of the field. Only Depra made the top eight, and he took it down to the final. So, but so food. listen, um, while while we're here discussing the Mythic Championship, since uh, talking about this format makes no sense for a variety of reasons, um. The metagame, I should say. Talking about this metagame makes no sense. I actually want to talk about the format, which is we've now had several of these. We've now had uh, multiple uh, MTG Arena Mythic Championships occur. How do we feel about them Like as a community? Is, is it a thing that's been accepted pretty well? Do people like this as a form of coverage? Do they, do they enjoy it? Is it fun? Uh, people seem to enjoy the actual coverage of the tournament because... You know, it's much more 
flashy and punchy, and uh, it's got names like Day Nine and Kibler and whatnot. And you know, I I haven't actually had a chance to sit down and watch one of these. I tend to be out of town on the weekends when these things occur, and. Does it not have the, how can I describe this? The lag problem that we have in in-person tournaments where you've got gobs of downtime and you watch the same like ad 15 times and uh, then a match from two hours ago. Uh, apparently there were some like pre-recorded interstitial bits that they were playing during what would have been downtime. Yeah. But there, there's not that. Well, they're shuffling and sideboarding. So we've got, 10 minutes to burn. Let's jump over here and look at this game for a hot second until we're, they're done. And just as soon as you get invested in that game, nope, we got to go back to this game. All right, they're playing again. Like, right. they don't have that because it's all arena. So Yeah, I wonder if it still costs to someone who's like, it's really important to hydrate when you're playing Magic Arena. As you can see, he places his lands on the left just to drive his opponent insane. And over here we have someone who may or not may not be in the bathroom. We're not sure where they went. Oh wait, no, we're playing arena. They're definitely in the bathroom. <laughs> but <coughs> yeah, uh, and that's why they could do this uh, this double elimination top eight because one because that's what you do in esports apparently, but also because this with its like extra rounds because it's on arena probably. Didn't take that much longer than a top eight of a normal, like, GP. Right. Yeah. I imagine not having to do, like, um, deck list checking and all of, you know, the stuff that you have to do to make sure that the event maintains its integrity probably helps, too. Yeah. And at no point did anyone raise a hand for a judge and say that they lost a card in their last round. And <laughs> there's, there's that's also nice. that, yeah. So, yeah, they're, as far as coverage goes, I think that Arena is is probably better just be, due to its nature because there's less, well, he called a judge, let's cut back to our uh, commentators and while they awkwardly fill time for 15 minutes while we get this sorted out. Yeah. All right, I was just curious. Um, I'm sorry, I, I derailed us. Let's no, no, get no, back that's, aboard. That, that's a good question. That's we've, relevant. We've, we've only done a few of these. We've had, yeah. what, two of these now? I think, I think two so. plus the Invitational, I think, is what... Right, uh, right. Because, yeah, Mythic Championship 1 and 2 were normal paper championships. And then from then on, it's been 3 was Arena, 4 was paper, and 5 is Arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I did see complaints. Yeah, uh, Chad is right. I did see complaints that people were complaining that players in it were complaining that there were too few rounds in day one. So like tiebreakers became super important. Mm. But I think that's, that's frustrating. I think that's more the nature of the coverage beast. Probably. Because they've got, you know, we will, okay, the show's going to last this long, so let's go. But I don't know. I think the main problem is that it's different <laughs> yeah. than we're used to, and different is always bad, according to Magic players. So, uh, yeah. 
but they'll get used to it. And besides, most of the people that were complaining about this sort of thing on social media will never play in one of these. <clears throat> Just saying. Right, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. So... At least, well, at least we don't have the, you know, chat going back and forth claiming someone cheated since they can't. So, that's kind of nice. Uh, did anybody lose from a misclick? I mean, possibly. I mean, I assume so, but... <laughs> that's part of the game. That Yeah, I mean, it happens. Uh, did anybody lose because the doorbell rang and their pizza was here and they totally figured they could just go ahead and lose this match? That's okay? Or is that no, just me is, at home on Arena? No, they it were is the all... duty of your friends who are not competing right now to take care of food. That is a time-honored tradition. They can get the pizza. Excellent point. <laughs> uh, no, I think they these all of these people were at the event, so. Yeah. At the LAN party? Yeah. Which essentially is <laughs> what I did. The big, high-budget <laughs> LAN party. bring their computers and... Yeah. All right. And there's so the one, one guy go... who insists on a CRT monitor because the refresh rate is better. All right. Let's talk about something else. So. Yeah, this is more fun. That's that's the Mythic Championship. Congrats to Javier Dominguez and everybody who played and all of that good stuff. Yay. Uh, if you watched yeah. the Mythic Championship coverage, let us know uh, what you thought somewhere and like hit us on Twitter or in the YouTube comments or something. Yeah. But anyway, apparently what? David Williams lost to the client crashing. That seems horrible. Is that really a thing that happened? Wouldn't they just replay that? Fix it? Yeah. That's awkward. I can't make the reference to it being a beta anymore. They're actually supposed to work now. Yeah. Lame. Oh, they did replay it. That was the problem. Ah, so he was winning before it crashed, and then it crashed, and they had to restart, and he lost that one. Is my assumption. Could be. I don't know, man. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's like icing the kicker in football. Like, crap happens. Sucks to be him. (laughs) Yeah, although don't, don't do that statistically. It doesn't help. But when it does, it feels really good, apparently. Right, it feels really good, but statistically, yeah. it's not worth your time. But anyway, anyway, that is that is some stuff they need to work out. How's the client crash on their own systems at a Mythic Championship? Uh, that's bad. I mean, I've used a computer offline before. And then you put it online, and wow. Um, <laughs> I do yeah, that every I, week for this show. Maybe he clicked the cat too many times. Oh, God. All right, moving on. We have a lot more to talk about. Let's stop being so So, hey, look, dailymtg.com. First, I would like to direct your attention right here. Oh, look at that. Oh, the mana pool made it to the front page. Yay. Whoa, we haven't done that in a while. I say we as if it were me. It actually goes to the proper website. What? What? That isn't a thing. What? (laughs) Oh, there's dorks on that. Get off that page. I did. Good. Uh, So, yeah, banned and restricted announcement happened today, as they said. And to no one's surprise, Field of the Dead was banned, and Arkham's Astrolabe was banned in Pauper. Again, no one was really surprised. Yeah, those are the obvious ones. Uh, I actually... I actually forgot to read this earlier, because I was like, well, yeah, of course. Let's read it now. Let's see here. One of the strongest and most metagame-defining decks, yeah... A high win rate and metagame share, but restricted the space of viable competitive strategies. Yeah. Field of the Dead is a problem. Yeah. 
Let's see here. Oh, yeah. He says, in this case, I want to be clear that the outcome of Mythic Championship 5 did not affect this being our decision. In other words, we were preparing to ban this long ago. Yeah. Like when they announced they were changing the ban date. Yeah. So the the other thing I want to say is I, I feel like... I feel like there were several design missteps or design dangers that led us down this road, right? I mean, if Golos didn't search for any land card, maybe that wouldn't be quite as much of a problem. And if Field of the Dead had that effect but wasn't a land, maybe we wouldn't have these problems. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Carry on. I'm derailing us again. No, I mean, you're, you're not wrong on either of those counts. I remember when I read Golos, I was like, this isn't that good. And then my brain clicked and realized it didn't say basic. And I went, what? Yeah. The number of times a card is proven questionably broken because you've added, like, you didn't add in words. Like, your brain will be like basic land, or your brain will be like creature or something. And in fact, it will just be card or land. And then suddenly it's broken because there's a reason it normally says the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Field of the Dead in particular has been around since M20 and wasn't destroying the world. But once you hit synergy critical mass, bam. Day of the Dead. Yeah. So let's see here. Uh, In order to collect and analyze a large sample of data, discuss a decision, and communicate that decision to our partners in rules, digital, and organized play, BNR changes require a certain amount of lead time. So, yeah. Let's see here. Finally, okay, this is a good bit. Yeah, this is the good part. We're aware of a few other community concerns regarding the standard environment, including that early acceleration into Planeswalkers can be frustrating and that the color green is strong across a variety of standard archetypes. Uh. We'll continue to monitor the health of the environment, but feel it's important to allow the metagame to adjust to the absence of Field of the Dead before further evaluation. As a philosophy, we prefer the player's deck building and metagaming choices drive the evolution of the environment whenever possible, rather than BNR intervention. (laughs) And that's... Okay, yeah. The fun thing about philosophy is that you don't actually have to act on it. Um... I don't know. My my view on most of this, um, and I was talking to Chewie and Clues about it earlier, is that nowadays I feel like they are more willing to print cards that risk banning because if it gets banned, then it shuffles up a format partway through and they get to hit the reset button and build the hype train again. And to, like, Clues' response was, they're more comfortable pushing the limit knowing they can ban things now that it's not sitting on 10 years since last ban. Yeah. And so between them, I think the the answer's somewhere in the middle. Like, yeah, now that now that banning has become normalized, for lack of a better phrase, it's it's okay if this card is just slightly too good. We'll 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 fix it in post. Yeah. Note that which yeah. <laughs> honestly is probably fine. It's it's like, probably fine. I'm I'm not overly concerned about the fact that they ban cards because 
first of all, I'm not buying them, so I don't have as much stake in this as a lot of other people do. Excellent. Uh, but second, I think when cards get banned, you get more of a story experience out of it. And broken cards, chase cards, things like that get people excited. And yeah, the card might get banned, and that sucks. But in a lot of other games, when the card gets banned, it's almost seen like a compliment to how good that card was. Like, we talk about the formats where cards were banned a lot more than the ones where they weren't. So it sticks with us as, remember that time when we got to do this thing before that card was banned? To, I'm so glad they banned it, now we can play these other things. I think that's all fine. Um, Maybe this should also be a lesson to people not to go crazy with seeing long-term value in cards that they buy. (laughs) Because even if you're buying a card for a non-rotating format, there's always a chance it'll get banned. So just chill. Magic cards are not an investment. They are not an asset you should be counting on holding value. (laughs) Would not recommend. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I would picture we we could picture this as a spectrum. On one end of the spectrum, uh, we're never going to ban anything, so we have to make the cards, we have to power the cards down so much that there's no reason to ever ban anything, and that leads to kind of stale and boring. And at the other end of the spectrum is, oh god, they're banning things right and left like all the time, and I don't think either one of those is a good solution. And right, you don't now, want to go full you Yeah, right. And so right now they're somewhere in the middle. And that's probably a good place to be. You can argue that they ban too much or you can argue that they ban not enough. But the fact that you can argue both of those simultaneously means it's probably not that terrible of a place. Probably. I I think that when you're buying into a format, you're going to be a lot more anti-ban for very obvious reasons. And when you're not buying into it, it's a little bit easier to have that distance to say, this is probably better. Because again... With personal investment, you are going to feel slighted, especially if you specifically bought those cards to use them in a deck that no longer exists. Yeah. Yeah. Accurate. At least this time around, they're banning a rare from a core set as opposed to, say, a mythic flagship card that's worth a lot more money. So, come back in a month. We'll talk. Yeah. And we will. Hey, how about that pauper banning? Uh... Yeah, how how about it? They added uh, Arkham's Astrolabe to the pauper list because it's actually everywhere. Yep. In pauper. Uh, I don't play pauper. I have zero interest in pauper. I could care less about pauper. Even I knew that it was a problem in pauper. Yeah. Like, that's how bad it was. <laughs> and when it wasn't banned in the last one, everybody was like, really? <laughs> so... Yeah. So, yeah, they're... To some degree, the metagame has shifted towards selecting the best Arkham's Astrolabe deck. That's usually a bad sign. Yeah, it's probably probably not good. So, you'll notice... Okay, let me jump back to the previous ban and restricted announcement. So, they've edited this article. It says October 21st, but... It did say November 18th. And they said, okay, we're going to push that forward by a month. It turns out they didn't push it forward. Nope. They just added this one. Yeah. Because the next BNR update is November 18th. Huh. 
I, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, it. it's possible they just didn't edit that element in the template, and they didn't know when the next one's going to be. But that is still something that should be kept an eye on. Like we've certainly seen them screw up the dates on their stuff on the Wizards website before. Yeah, but somehow I doubt it. So yeah, there is one more thing. There is... Oh, wait, no, that's later. Sorry, excuse me. Hold on. Oh, God, too many things. Ah, the world's on fire. I was like, banning, right. There's a thing here about banning. No. No, that's that's later. So yeah, Field of the Dead, banned. Arkham's Astrolabe, banned. Uh, Gilded Goose and Oko, still legal. Sensei's mm-hmm. Divining Top, banned. <laughs> Just throwing that one out there. Yeah, hashtag stop, stop the top. Stop that top, please. Uh, so if we go back to the Wizards website, you'll notice there's a thing here. Announcing the Pioneer format. Huh. Huh. That's different. I wonder if this is like a new name for Brawl because that's a dumb name. Nope! <laughs> now, I, I have to tell you a quick story. When I first read this, I thought it was stupid because my brain saw this part. No, this, this part? Wait, which part? I'm, I'm just go. listening. Uh, the first line. A new non-rotating format featuring cards from Return to Ravnica and Forward. And I went, why didn't they just use Historic? Because in my brain, that said the, the third Ravnica block. Which isn't a block, but you know what I mean. It's a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. And I'm like, why didn't they just back it up a year and just use historic? Isn't all that still legal and standard anyway? This is stupid. And then Bill went, that says return to Ravnica, stupid. And everything clicked. And I went, <gasps> I think I think that Clues responded before I did. But I we did. said it at about it's the fine. same time. It's totally oh, cool. The important thing to understand is that you were alone in this. Yeah, the important thing to understand <laughs> is that I'm an idiot. So this is why you read, and I had, I had half typed out a tweet when they responded, and I went. Because look, if they'd just right. gone to Guilds of Ravnica, I'm pretty sure it's just extended. What? For a, if they'd a only very gone short down, amount of time. If they had made this, that it was the third Ravnica block forward, because that would be Guilds of Ravnica and Ravnica uh, Allegiance. It would be standard. <laughs> would it? Yeah, because that's where standard starts. Yeah, that's that's where standard right now. Oh crap! It really would just be standard. Okay, never mind. <laughs> sorry, sorry, clues. Never mind. Type two. Uh, yeah. Oh right. Type, type oh, two. I'm sorry. Yeah, type two. Thank you. So yeah, just this is why you read carefully before you tweet. Like you said, I had a tweet about a half typed out, and then they pointed it out, and my brain read it again and went, "Oh, oh, I'm stupid." Huh. So <laughs> anyway. Don't don't just tweet things. Use your brain. Then tweet Think before things. you click post. Yeah, the internet uh, would be so, a better place if we all learned that. Let, let's just jump down to this this nice handy graphic here. Ooh, a picture. Yeah. So this this is the pioneer format. It starts with Return to Ravnica. So we have Return to Ravnica block M14, Theros block M15, Tarkir. Remember that? And then Magic Origins. Then we have the the two set blocks. So Battle for Zendikar, Shadows over Innistrad, Kaladesh, Amonkhet, Ixalan. Then we get Dominaria, M19, because remember, corsets were missing for a few years. Sure. And then new Ravnica block, even though it's not a block, shut up. Uh, M20, and Throne, and Forward. So you'll note what's missing 
is Modern Horizons and modern all that other modern masters nonsense. None of that. The things that never got to standard. Yeah, because this is essentially standard plus. This is postmodern. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and also, there are five cards that are banned from Day Zero, and it's the five fetch lands that are currently would have been legal. Budget. Now, it, I don't think budget has anything to do no, with it. No, it's, it's time budget, because the things waste so much time. Yeah, yeah, so, I've seen people complain about this, and we're going to break down right now why banning the fetch lands is good. All right. All right, first up, just from a... Tournament standpoint, fetch lands in the format adds just a stupid amount of shuffle time to every single game. <laughs> yes, we can't swear on Monday Night Magic, or we would right here. Right here. <laughs> Explicative deleted. Just damn. And that's a thing that Wizards has, I don't know if they've outright stated it. Or if they've just oh, hinted they've... heavily that they're trying no, to no, no. cut down I'm pretty on... sure that they have outright stated that one of the things they take into account is its impact on tournament, for lack of a better phrase, tournament mechanics. Right. And so, yeah, Chats is not on MTGO, but we got to play it in paper too. So not on MTGO is a non-starter. That, that, that literally doesn't matter. And so that's that's one. The reason mm-hmm. that they give in the uh, thing here, uh, let's see, mana bases with fetch lands and shock lands are very strong and make playing three or four colors too easy. Decks yep. can become more homogenous and the format becomes more defined by how many of the strongest cards players can squeeze into one deck. More constraints w- on mana bases add diversity to the format, makes decks play differently from one another. In other words... Restrictions breed creativity. Right. And also, that means, like, playing a deck without fetch lands, unless you're playing a monocolor deck, and even then you're still playing fetch lands, look at legacy decks, is uh, is shooting yourself in the balls. Not in the foot, in the balls. If you don't have balls, balls will be provided for you to shoot. Proxy ones by the judge staff. So, uh... They, they they're they're just cutting that off right at the start because uh, well they don't want that to happen with this format. Now when we first got fetches, fetches were amazing. I was that's when I started playing again. That was uh, onslaught. They were amazing because we didn't have stuff like that. They were super powerful. But in in the meantime, it. Some of us, I mean, I mean, basically everyone has realized that they're super powerful and that's not necessarily good Yeah. for the long-term health of a format. Yeah, powerful and healthy are not necessarily the same thing. Uh, also, yeah. keep in mind that within the time frame that this includes, there are also the Shocklands and all the other variants that have been printed since yeah. then. And the tap lands and the fast lands and all kinds of... You really don't want all of that to be sitting in there day one. Especially when, you'll note, they're just banning five cards. They're not banning all the other cards that were banned in their respective formats. We'll we'll get to that in a minute, though. Yes. (laughs) But, uh... 
So yeah, right off the bat, I like this format for that reason alone. <laughs> and, and it's because of the Shocklands. Like, the Fetchlands and the Shocklands together are what caused the problem. And so they're just eliminating half of that equation. And they chose to eliminate the half that also slows down things when it comes to, as Clues put it, tourna- tournament mechanics. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Uh, that, that's cool. Uh, and, yeah, chat, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, there is a ridiculous list of things that aren't banned yet in, uh, Pioneer. Such as, uh, like, Deathrite Shaman. Those energy cards that were banned. Um, the Crazy Cat Lady combo. God, there's so much more that was in, uh, That was in the, the Discord server, but I can't go look now because you'll lose the <laughs> the, the guys here. Oh yeah, Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time. Those were yeah. Those I was, I was gonna say ones. I knew there was something the big cards. that I was obviously missing. The, the delve cards, the the copter. Yeah. So while I, while we're on this subject, uh, Aaron Forsyth tweeted. Uh, the only cards banned in Pioneer at its inception are the Fetchlands, but I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't true for long. We'll be managing the format aggressively and off-cycle based on NTGO results in advance of the first tabletop premiere events next year. Which means, if they see from Magic Online uh, information that something is causing a major problem, they're just going to axe it. They're going to be like, by the way, this is now banned. For those of you who remember, Modern kind of felt like this for a little while when it came out, too. Except they started with a giant list of cards that were banned and slowly took things off of it while adding a bunch of other things to it and back and forth. And we didn't really know what the format was going to be for a while, but it ultimately settled in a place that I think most people agree was pretty good. Here, we're just going to start with, here's a whole bunch of cards to play with and see what needs to go. Yeah, the the Day Zero ban list for Modern was... Crap, I just counted. 21 cards? Is that what I counted? That sounds right. It, it was all of this, as you can see on the... Well, as you can mostly see on the screen. Oh, that didn't help. Oh, well. My, my screen is cropped funny, but... Huh. You're actually not missing any pieces of any cards, so... Yeah, it's, 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 it was a lot. It was, it was a lot for a Day Zero ban list. Most of which is still on the ban list? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Golgari Grave Troll is back on it. Jace the Mind Sculptor's off. Bitter Blossom's off. But, yeah, there's hey, a bunch. Do you, do you see what I see right there in the middle? Oh, you just missed it. It's down just a little bit. Oh, yeah, the, the top. It's, yeah. right, it's right there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, whoops. Whoops. Where's the thing I was looking at? There it is. Uh, Yeah. So, they're they're going to be... Watching carefully, and again, if something is is a runaway problem, they're just going to axe it, probably. So, yeah. Now, the other complaint I've seen is that why isn't this on Arena? And this is why. <laughs> Arena only goes back to here. Okay, once again, this is bad radio. It only goes back to what? Exelon. Thank you. 
Or Amonkhet and Kaladesh for the stuff that's not that was coded for it and existed for a minute but isn't currently there. Now, for some reason, people seem to think that like they're behind the scenes coding all of modern into Magic Arena. Mm. And spoilers, they're not. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> they're really not. So people are like, well, once modern comes to Arena, I wouldn't look look into that, man. Yeah, we're not saying that it won't, but this is not like, oh, surprise December announcement, Modern is on Arena. Yeah, no. I'm saying it won't. I, especially since Pioneer is a thing, if Pioneer doesn't crash and burn, Modern's never coming to Arena. Pioneer has a a non-zero percent chance, but I'm still not calling it great. Um, I think... The work that's going to go into Arena is very much going to be forward-facing. I don't think they want to go backtracking. Like, that's what an entirely different product they have in the form of Magic Online. Is. Yeah, they, they already have one that does that. It's called Magic Online. And, and yeah, this is a big... put. This is a big bump for Magic Online. Pioneer is. Yeah, I was going to say, the fact that this is coming to Magic Online is, is a shot in the arm for MTGO. Yeah. Uh, so, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Yeah, here it is. Currently, there are no plans to add it as a format to Magic Together Arena. Uh, now, you might... And, and Chad is saying, but they got to pick where it started. Why didn't they start it on Kaladesh? Which is on Arena. And for that matter, why didn't they just make it historic? And... My opinion on that, now this is just opinion, is that they didn't want to make Historic. They were forced into making Historic. Yeah. Because people were pissy that... Rightfully so. True. But people were pissy... Well, okay, thinking from the opinion of, like, the, the, the Hasbro people, that players were pissy because they weren't gonna get to keep their cards. And there was nothing... Well, they were gonna get to keep them, but there was nothing to do with their old cards, so... It would just recycle itself every year, and that's lame for a digital thing. And the same thing happened in Hearthstone. They made the wild format. They totally don't... uh, Blizzard totally doesn't support the wild format, hardly at all. It's just there. And occasionally, if something breaks, then they'll nerf something to fix it. But, like, there's no... There are very few big wild events or anything. There's nothing that is pushed in wild on Hearthstone. It's, It's passively supported. Yeah, it's supported because it's there. But they don't go, hey, you want to play wild? Here's a big wild event. They just, that's not a thing. And I You've get the invested feeling. time and energy and potentially money into getting cards and going through rotation when you don't have a physical thing to hang on to later. Sucks. So they have to give you something to do with it. But yeah. they want you to play the new stuff. They want things in the new stuff to fire and to continue to have activity. So that's where you corral the old stuff. Yeah. And Stark just pointed out Wild is less a format and just a way to make sure no card in Hearthstone is unusable. Exactly. And I think that's all Historic is for Arena. They didn't want to make Historic. They had to. Because yeah. that's when their their software started. Also, there is, I, I think they legitimately wanted to make Pioneer. Well, yeah, obviously. I, I think that Modern has been going long enough now that it's seen as a heavy buried entry as well. And one of the things to remember when it comes to magic and acquisitions over time is that every new person who comes in 
probably doesn't have all the old cards. And it's a very expensive thing to start digging back. And if you give them little bits every once in a while as sort of a, okay, you come on, you just have to buy from these, like, you know, eight years of sets. Then it gets easier. And don't be surprised if they invent another format in five years and then another one five years after that. Uh, It's going to keep happening. If, if if I may, I'd like to uh, be slightly curmudgeonly for a couple of minutes, and then mm-hmm. uh, I promise I'll swing it back to not being such a jerk. Is this going to be um, a legacy thing? Oh, it, that's going to come into it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, so one of the things that has always concerned me about Magic when they make changes like this uh, is when we essentially add more complexity to uh, not necessarily just the format, but the game as a whole. Right. So long, long ago in the before times, you played magic with all of the damn cards, but eventually it kind of got to be a problem. And so we started to have things like type two versus type one. And then eventually we had standard versus uh, vintage and we added in legacy. Okay. So now we're in a good place. We got, we got standard, we got vintage, we got legacy. Everything's fine. Nothing ever needs to change. Except that eventually there's so many cards in Legacy. It reaches so far back that you just can't anymore. And that's where Modern came in, right? So if we think about when Modern was introduced, Modern was introduced in like 2011. Mm -hmm. It extended back to sets going back to 2003. So we're talking eight years worth of cards there. Okay, that's fine. That's that's a reasonable place to go back to. Hang on. There was random math done uh, relevant to this in the uh, chat. Pioneer... According to my name is 14. Pioneer is only about two sets smaller now than modern was when it was announced. That's exactly what I was going to say. Now, here we are in 2019 and we're going back to sets that are in like 2012 ish. So it's again about seven to eight years is what we're looking at here. And so it's reasonable that after after this time from 2011 to now, that's how long modern's been around from 2011 to now. We've we've just heaped more onto the modern pile. And eventually the modern pile started to have the same problems that all the cards ever had, which was what our previous format bigger than modern was. Now that's not to say, yeah, that's not to say that modern is going to die or that modern's going away. It's just that we need another thing. If you, if you think of it like uh, stepping stones. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to get you involved. First one's free. Here's here's a, a starter deck. And you're like, oh, this is great. And then you get into standard and you're like, oh, this is great. And then rotation happens and you go, all that stuff that I did, I'm screwed. And they go, well, you know, you can just transition those cards over into modern. And then you look at the modern metagame and you go, oh my God, I don't have any of those cards. This really sucks. That's because we didn't have a step in between. And now we've added another step in between. And I think Squee is exactly right. If you fast forward another Seven years from now, we will totally have another format. Although, I have no idea what we're going to call it. Uh, Another bit of random math that was done is when Modern was announced, Vintage was about triple, as far as number of sets, the size of Modern. Just throwing Yeah, Modern contained a bunch of the old sets, which are bigger than the current sets. Well, we're just just talking about number of sets. Not just numbers, that's not cards. Okay, gotcha. So that's huh. So, although that was around the time we started getting four a year as well, because historically that wasn't always the case. 
there are concerns that I've seen raised as to uh, what what will Pioneer poach from? Where will those players come from? Now, that assumes that this is some kind of zero-sum game, that if you play Pioneer, you don't play Modern and vice versa, which I'm not sure is really correct. I, you know, if they fragment it too much, yes, I think that will be a problem. But I don't know that this is fragmenting it too much. It, it almost seems right. At the same time, you know, I'm a fan of Legacy. I think that uh, Legacy is a great format and I love it. I'm not sure this is going to do good things for Legacy, but at the same time, the kinds of people who are like, man, I wish there was something that wasn't quite as big of a reach of, uh, uh, big as a reach uh, as modern. I wish there was something that wasn't as big of a reach. I know I'll go play Legacy. That wasn't happening. <laughs> that wasn't happening at all. So, uh, you know, I get why modern had to exist and I get why Legacy doesn't see much love but I don't think modern's not going to see love in the same way because they can still reprint modern cards. And so yeah, modern, there's a fundamental difference still between fine for them. legacy vintage versus modern and other ongoing things. And that is the reserve list, which we won't harp on, but yeah, that's and, just and a difference. That's a legacy, fundamental difference. Legacy and vintage are niche formats. Let's face it. Even for those of us who love it, they're niche formats. Modern, Pioneer, Standard, those are things that, I, I hesitate to use this word, can be eternal because they're just going to go on. And that's totally fine. We can support these. So, so here's a topic for consideration. Yeah. Do you think they would have been as gung-ho throwing brand new modern cards in, some of which might be broken, before if they didn't think they would have other things like Pioneer coming. Uh, that's an interesting point. Are they okay with amping up modern, amping up modern a little bit because they knew that, that Pioneer was going to be a thing? I, I think, I think that is the case. Cause like they, they cut the masters concept, even though we have other stuff now. Um, well, they at least uh, throttled, they, they, they paused the master's right. concept it's not that they'll never happen again it's sure. just not for the foreseeable future like but they released so many master sets and they then released horizons and then they just like they kind of jammed modern full of stuff and got their crazy modern spending for a little while so maybe now they can chill on that and give people pioneer to play using cards they already own or can access a bit easier and that'll kind of be one of the defining differences of it. Um, I do think that there will probably be some hit to modern just by virtue of the fact that there are only so many weekends a year where tournaments are going to happen. Yeah. And that means there will be more pioneer, which means there will be less modern, probably less standard, depending on how they balance it. Like we have the schedule, but I haven't done the numbers on it. Um, don't be surprised if it nudges its way into things, but also know that if it doesn't work, they'll kill it. Like they haven't printed any unique product for this yet. So that we know of that we're aware of. Yeah. Um, but just acknowledging the fact that like legacy has very few focused events a year. Um, yeah. Not counting like SCG things. 
And like, I have no idea if this is going to float its way through SCG. I guess keep an eye out for that too. But if we reach the point where, where there are four events going on in a weekend for SCG, we're probably not going to talk about them all. So that's also a thing. Um, but I'm curious to see where this goes. I'm curious to see what this thing looks like when people are not, you know, restricted by the various bannings. And I think for a lot of less enfranchised players who maybe aren't on like the listen to podcast level, they're going to be happy that they can dig out their old Theros deck and play it. Yeah. Because a lot of the cards from like original, like Theros, Ravnica, Return to Ravnica, I guess I can't say original Ravnica, or Cons or things like that are things that they probably have a lot of good memories of, but they could never run in modern. And now we'll see what they look like. Um, I'm also waiting for someone to lose to Maze's End and be like, huh, yeah. for the first time. <laughs> yeah, nice. I'm actually excited about Pioneer, but I, I don't like rotating formats, period, full stop. So adding another non-rotating format, I think that's great. Hey, you want to play this Field of the Dead? Huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you still got them. That, that thing we just banned? Eh, go play it. We dare you. So till we ban it. So back in the, I, I, this clicked into my brain earlier, just to sidetrack the conversation real quick. So back in the day, in 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 the in the way back, uh, there were not counting limited. There were four constructed formats that had seasons for PCQs. There was standard. There's legacy, which we have now. There was extended. Ask your parents. And there was Block Constructed. Now, no one ever cared about Block Constructed except when they had to play a tournament that yes. was that format in the hopes to, you know, get points or whatever. No one cared. They played it because they had to, which is why Block Constructed died. Because no one liked it. Okay, someone liked it, but that person was weird. Uh, <laughs> and Extended died... Extended was dumb. All right, let's let's just. Extended was messy. Let's just be real. Like, yeah, it was really just whatever the most oppressive deck that you were waiting for rotation to kill. Yeah, it's just now an extended. It just moved to extended for the most part, and and, and extended's rotation. Extended was like a non-rotating format for a year or two, and then it would have a giant rotation. Extended yeah. was bizarre. All right, it was like triple standard. Uh, yeah. But, like, when you factor in how standard rotations weren't quite the same back then because it was always, like, the last, you know, two years and one core set, but with extended... Because core sets were alternating years. Right. So, like, you could end up with an extended format that didn't match the standard around it due to where the core set fell and what day it is. And that's strange. So... It's weird. Yeah. And then you got even more curveballs in there when you had things like um, Cold Snap. <laughs> so, like, it was messy, and it eventually went away, and that was fair. And let's see. Extended was retired in 2013. Wow, it lasted that long after Modern. I mean, it was there, but I don't remember there being a lot of events once Modern rolled out. Yeah, there weren't. Like, once we saw Modern, we're like, well, there goes Extended, and no one really was surprised. Yeah, and it just took, uh, it was it was like a vestigial stump that eventually Wizards, you know, had surgically removed by retiring mm -hmm. it. But he was retired in 2013. When was Modern announced? Oh, when was Modern? 2011? 2011, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that sounds about right. It took about that long for it to wither and die. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, and and most people didn't care about extended. This is all recollection, but extended wasn't like one of the main ones. It was because extended season is coming up. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that same dynamic will come back with this. Like, will, uh, legacy become the thing that no one cares about unless it's, you know, there's a legacy thing they have to do. And because I'm not mean, sure man. how the PTQs, I'm right here. because remember, right they're going to be PTQs again because it's players tour. So like, I don't know how the new PTQs and the players tour and the players tour finals and all that. It's going to depend on how all that runs because, like I said, back in the day we had seasons. Now it's just sort of slapdash. Although, now that we're saying all this, I wouldn't be surprised if for those, you know, team events where they use three formats. Oh, if, if Legacy gets excised? Legacy got X'd out of that. It could be because, like, let's be real. Let, let's be real for a minute. Star City runs these tournaments for the sole reason of selling cards. Yeah. Yeah. And if they feel um, like they can get more money from Pioneer than they can from Ma, from uh, Legacy, they're going to stop doing Legacy. That's just how it is. Yeah, look at all those vintage tournaments. That Alternatively, if we yeah. go by participation, they might cut Standard. That is also true. <laughs> because Standard is the least participated in. Pretty much across the board, out yeah. Of all of them. So they may just cut Standard, in which case it'd probably be pretty cool. Because then it would also be a little bit less shaky on current season. But I don't know. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing what SCG does with any of this anyway. Because they're kind of the curators of the old formats. So, should be interesting. Yeah, I feel like I should be more upset about all of this. What with my love of legacy. But I'm just not. It's... Dude, they scheduled you on Easter. Yeah, and we still came. And that's where you're at. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Chat, okay, so a couple people in chat have been complaining loudly, but there is one thing that was just said that I agree with. It's one thing for established formats not to be on the shiny new platform, right? But it's going to hurt a lot more for the shiny new format not to be on the shiny new platform. That is a serious disconnect. That's valid. That is fair. Yeah. Uh, that is fair. Because Arena is the, the shiny new game, and if Pioneer is the shiny new format and it's not there, then that's going to make some people go, huh? But it's it's the standard machine. That's what Arena is. I was going to say, at, at the same time, what is Arena for? Arena is for standard. Yeah, an acquisition. Yeah. An acquisi- and you get people to start playing with the smallest card pool. Well, yeah. That's why pre-releases admittedly... are limited. Arena is also a path to pro. Like, we say it's acquisition, but it's also one of the paths that they put out there if you want to, you know, be the one who gets there. Right, but that, that's not that, really its point. No, it's not its, it's point, but, like, they're they're acknowledging it as something in that area. And this is just one of those formats that's not going to go there. And, like, I'm fine with that, but I think they're kind of have muddied in people's perception what arena's for, and that's where some of the being upset about this is. Like, they want this to be the big flashy esports thing. They want this to be the way that we bring in new people, and that's they're on point for that. Yeah. 
But because people didn't like the idea of getting in this thing, if there was no path to being a pro or path to, you know, like being that guy in that video that they recorded where it's first person and all the Watsy staff is happy for you and all that stuff. By throwing that out there for the esports thing, they're kind of pigeonholed it into this weird double duty of being at the high end and the low end and Pioneer is squarely aimed at the middle. Like Pioneers, for those of us that have been playing for a little while and want to play with our older cards, but we don't want to invest as heavily as we would in like modern or legacy. And we're not necessarily looking to chase the current standard all the time. So like to credit arena is at two ends of the bell curve and pioneers way up here. But again, not everything wizards does is for everyone. And I think this is actually a solid example of that. Find out how much of the pie chart you're in. And there's plenty of stuff there for you, even if it's not necessarily this shiny thing. They're just doing so many things that there's going to be stuff that's not catering to everyone. Yeah. And, uh, okay, wait. Where did this come from? Uh, they could have had their cake and eaten it too if they just moved the starting point of Pioneer up a few blocks. I mean, when you say up a few blocks, that's one, two, three, four, five. If they've moved it up, what, six years? Five, six years? And then it's only like super standard it's it's not an actual big format which means it's if it legit started at kaladesh then it would just be extended yeah and it well no (laughs) i mean non-rotating extended like for right now when they launch it it would feel like extended you know i'll i'll tell you what everybody who is upset that pioneer is not going to be on arena you, you need to do two things thing number one make pioneer successful like in paper that's something watsi will pay attention to and uh, number two, uh, let them know that. Yeah. Tell them, I love Pioneer. I'd like to play Pioneer on Arena. And that's the way you do it. You don't like, uh, you don't like uh, track them down at home and send them 20 letters a day. No, 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 no. Just let's be polite about this. I'm sorry that I have to say that out loud. It's probably not for anybody who's actually listening to me, but it, yeah. it's cathartic for me to think that I'm reaching some of those idiots. Let's hope so. I doubt any of those idiots actually listen to us, though, because we no, don't, certainly we don't vomit yet. hot takes and, you know, call Watsy stupid regularly. Wait, this all wasn't a hot take? I'm so confused. No, we're trying. Well, okay, based on how everyone has hot takes, yes, this column reasoned approach is probably eating up the hot take uh, 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 real estate. But Ooh, ooh, or how about this? Uh, send pizza to uh, the entire dev team. And right uh, on the with, inside, and of right the on box. the inside, inside a <laughs> little box. Bring Pioneer to Arena. Okay, just do that every week, every Friday. Let's say, send them pizza for I don't know a year, and at the very least, you will have fed a bunch of devs, and they'll be happy about that. And hey, while you're at it, send me one too. Yeah, yeah, Chewy will totally bring Pioneer to Arena if you send them pizza. No, but I will totally year. eat your pizza. Yeah, you know I've, I've sent Chewy pizza before. It was great. Yeah. Uh, it That was a charity stream, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, it was. It was my first charity stream, wasn't it? Oh, good times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got to figure out what to do for the charity stream next month. Damn it. Anyway. <laughs> Eat uh, all the pizza. Now, uh, now, I know that there are many more questions, but the answers aren't here yet. At, like, nope. The main question is why start here? Instead of somewhere here where uh, it could be put on arena easily. And, and I would argue it's about the size of modern when modern started. 
that that is probably the answer they'll give is it's this this size is what they feel is a good place to start. I don't know. They're doing a weekly MTG stream on the twenty fourth, right? So Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, I thought the twenty fourth was Thursday. Yeah. Sorry, Thursday. I reading is is hard. Oh, it says it right there. Look. Um, so go watch that stream. It's going to be at two p.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash magic ask there and maybe you'll get an answer yeah or you could look for that answer in the accompanying text coverage after oh which Mm. may or may not actually happen sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't yeah that's Mm. what i'm complaining about or follow someone on twitter who's live tweeting their responses to things because there will be a couple of those it does happen but yeah as far as why they picked that point to start. It's It's got to be size of format. And that's where they... Because this isn't the sort of thing that someone goes, win in a new format. And someone else goes, let's start it at Return to Ravnica. <laughs> We're done. Let's go to lunch. Like, this, that, this, this took long and thoughtful work. And so those of us, chat, who have known about this for 12 hours or less, probably don't have all the information. I'm just saying. Well, look, it says right here, right underneath <laughs> the, uh, the the graphic for Pioneer. Pioneer will utilize sets from Return to Ravnica forward. One goal in creating Pioneer was for the format to be large enough to have cross-block synergies to give the format its own unique characteristics. Starting with RTR gives the, for- gives the format that is the most different from Modern since Modern la- launched right before RTR. Yep. So, ta-da! There's your reasoning. Oh, and then it's it says, for more on why thing. that set was used as the format's inception point, be sure to tune in to Weekly MTG Stream on October 24th. So they are yep. going to answer that more in depth. They thought about this. This is what they but came up with. In the meantime, let's just all agree, it's charting how much of a failure Jace was as a guild pack. Yes. The full story, start to finish, of how much of a failure he was as the living guild pack. That's See, I thought you were going somewhere else. Uh, the real reason they did it was to screw you. Whoever's listening to this, it was you. They thought about you, and they did this to screw you. Poor Steve. Been on that bus for as long as this format's been around. <laughs> oh, good old Steve. Oh, uh, chat does point out that we do have the speculation that the mystery boosters that we're going to see are boosters from these sets, the Pioneer I mean, sets. I would imagine. <laughs> Which I would not be surprised if that is the case. That would yeah. make sense. That does make perfect sense. I'd forgotten all about the mystery thing already, honestly. Huh. I suspect a few of the mystery products coming out soon are going to be tying to this. Yeah. I can't wait till Elspeth comes back next year and goes, what I miss? And they just hand her a box of this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, uh, this is going to be on Magic Online on October 23rd. That's Wednesday. I knew there was a Wednesday in here somewhere. Uh, Let's see. Play Lobby support. Will, uh... Excuse me. I almost ripped my headset off of my head. Uh, Play Lobby support on the level of standard or modern, i.e. super visible, including a league. There will be weekly format challenges on Sunday, but no format playoffs this year. And then PTQs on the following dates. And the first one is Friday, November 1st. So, like, get in there quick. <laughs> you got a week and a half to figure this stuff format out. 
and there's a PTQ. Uh, when is it legal to sanction in local tournaments in paper? Is that the same time it goes live on Magic Online? I have no idea how any of that works. In in the article, they do say on the paper side, the format will be available for high-level play soon, but I suspect it's available as a sanctionable format within uh, store-level, like, now-ish, question mark? Hmm. Consult were. See what it lets you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So speaking of work, there, I was trying <laughs> to figure out where to work that in. There you so, go. <laughs> s- apparently. Where to work that in. Uh, were, it doesn't do the, that. the Wizards event reporter, had an update and gave away the Pioneer format somehow. Oops. I don't, we don't know how or what it said. But apparently that popped up. Oh, here's a link. Yeah, uh, the the link that just popped up. Uh, it is now available for uh, scheduling in Whir, uh now. There you go. Like when you hear this. Uh, as far as this, uh, this leak that uh, Chewie is talking about, here's what I've heard. I've heard rumors varying from at some point between nine days and, uh, well, between, between three days and 14 days ago, depending on who you ask. Yeah. In Whir, you could see that there was a format called Pioneer. That's one rumor I've heard. The other rumor I've heard is that if you dug into the quote-unquote back end of Whir, you could see what formats or what sets were in it. I haven't got any confirmation on that second one. I have, I have absolutely zero proof of that whatsoever. However... What we do have is some data that, eh, ballpark about nine days ago, a bunch of cards that are assumed to be a staple in a format that would begin with RTR block started spiking in price on uh, MTGO and possibly were selling out in paper. So there is circumstantial evidence that there was a leak of some sort that some people knew this was coming eh I've, yeah. I don't have anything more substantial than that but because this is not you know stock trading insider trading is apparently fine so yeah cause hey unregulated nonsense so yeah if you were just happen to be looking to find like an Emrakul promised end for your commander deck because your opponents will let you play it or your friends will let you play it. It sucks to be you. Yeah. I also feel that, uh, whatever you currently think the metagame is going to be, you're probably wrong because there will be a round of bannings relatively early in the format's life. Seems likely. But if yeah. you want to speculate, hey, speculator's going to speculate. We're not going to stop you. Off you go. Yeah, and no, I didn't mention that yet. We were we were getting there. Uh, so, hey, here's the Magic Fest schedule that we have up to uh, April for next year. Yeah. And you'll notice that there are one, two, three, four Magic Fest. So the Grand Prix is at Magic Fest. So four Grand Prix's. That are Pioneer. Uh, 
two in January, the end of January, one in uh, February, the beginning of February, and then one at the end of March. There are also none that are legacy. Sorry. No, no, there are not. And then starting April 30th, we don't know the formats yet. So there may be lots more Pioneer in the future. Who knows? Yeah. Or maybe, maybe starting April 30th, every other one will be legacy. Just keep, keep telling yourself that clues. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's fine. Starting and concluding on April 1st. That's right. Uh, Copenhagen will be legacy. Then Charlotte will be brawl. Then it will be legacy. Then it will be pioneer. Then it will be legacy. All right. We, We get the joke clues. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> I can keep running that into the ground. I can. We believe you. Yeah. Tiny leaders and then. Rainbow Stairwell after Legacy. Yeah. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Uh, now it says back in the announcement article uh, on the paper side, the format will be available for high level play soon. Pioneer will be one of the formats at the first Players Tour series of 2020. Additionally, the Players Tour Finals, the weekend of April 25th, 2020, will also utilize the format. And then starting March 21st, some tabletop qualifying events for Players Tours will start using Pioneer. So, they're expecting this to be big and good. Yeah, they're they're not just leaving this one hanging out there to dry. Nope, they're supporting this one. Yeah. And chat, uh, one of the chat says, I'm confused. One of the formats. Yeah, players tours are Mythic Championship slash Pro Tours, kind of, sort of. For more information on that, yeah, go look it up. Because <laughs> I know that they're multi-format, just like Mythic Championships and Pro Tours are, but I, I don't remember if it, there's more than that, so I don't want to lie to you. Just yet. I think it was in the big announcement article where they redid all of OP a few a couple months ago. Was it a couple months ago? I can't remember how those work. But I know there's still multi-set or multi-format tournaments like Pro Tours were and Mythic Championships are. Tabletop Mythic Championships. But anyway, anyway, what else is there to say about Pioneer? Just yet. Every time you say the name, that song runs through my head, but. That's going to keep happening for a while, buddy. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of okay with it, honestly. What what song Um, is that? The one that I linked to at the beginning of the show, see the odds and ends, yada, yada, yada. Oh, that actually wasn't any odds and ends because that was. Oh, that was after odds and ends, but before we went live. Curses, then I guess I'll put... No, no, I think it was at the beginning of the, oh, the chat the, here. Okay, so it's not yeah, in the anyway, podcast, but it's in the live video. Anyway. Right. What else we got? Uh, n- nothing, as far as I know. Nice. Is Wait, there... I got, I got something. Something you want to open? Well, I do okay, have something before, I want to open. Before that, though, is there anything else in Pioneer that we, we've missed? Anything obvious? Anything slightly less obvious? Oh, I'm sure we have, but um, that's okay. There'll be plenty of time to talk about it. That's also true. I feel like we hit all the high notes. Like, it, yeah, we've got a schedule of events that are going to be Pioneer, and that's about it. We don't have much yet. <laughs> we know the restrictions of the format and that they're going to talk about it more on Thursday and that we have a list of events that are going to be Pioneer. That's actually what we know. Everything else is speculation. Hmm. 
I'll say again, in the interim, as this is a new format, we'll be watching it closely at its inception and banning cards on off-cycle dates. So they're they're not going to wait for the next BNR update. They're going to watch the format, and then when they see something spike, they're going to knock it down. Because it's a ban hammer, so, see? That's what happens. Don't, don't go spend a fortune getting your staples that are likely to be banned. Just chill. Exactly, yeah. And there, there was actually a second tweet uh, by Aaron Forsyth that sadly that what he was responding to got deleted. But let me see if I can... Oh, wait, no, no, no. Uh, Aaron Forsyth tweets and replies. Where is it? Where is it? And now I don't see his reply anymore. <laughs> Ghost. Ah, here we go. Nope, that's the one I just had. Hang on, hang on. Ah, here it is. Stay if you cannot target. afford to have cards you acquired banned, I advise caution in acquiring things at the moment. It's good life advice in general. Yeah, so, like, if, if you want to spend... 80 bucks a pop on a set of something and then it gets banned a minute a minute later that's on you so don't do that until the format settles rules apply yeah don't spend money you can't afford to lose yeah once once the format settles well it's not that you can't afford to lose it it's that it really blows sorry that would make you you know feel awful yeah if you lose it because you're gambling it, it, that's exactly what you're doing. So yeah, once the format settles, and then because I'm sure when they say, "Okay, this is the format for now," we're going to start banning on cycles. Then uh, you're probably safe. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron Forsyth. All right. So is that? Uh... All right, no one else has offered up anything that we might have missed. So I guess we're good. I guess we're good. I think Sweet. so. All right, so clues. Yeah. Would you like to finish your What's an EV experiment? Yes. So for those who are just joining us for this experiment for the first time, a while back, like a long time ago, like a long I bought time ago. A, a draft pack of Modern Horizons. So three three draft bo- three boosters of Modern Horizons. We opened the first some time ago, and it was a winner. We had uh, $45.28 worth of value driven mostly by this force of negation, which if you would like to buy, just hit me up on Twitter because I have no use for it. You'll notice that mana cost involves blue, so it is garbage to me. The second pack, we had a full $3.90 worth of value, which is not really the cost of the booster. So here we are with booster number three. So brand new. And don't forget they're collated differently than you think. Yeah, I know. I gotta, I gotta open them. I gotta take off the, from the, the, the top of the stack, not the bottom of the stack. Which is really weird. Yeah, it's very, very strange. So is one of are are you guys ready to, uh, to look up some of the values here for me? Yeah, dude, I'm all over it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Our first card is Bogarden Dragonheart. A red common. I approve that it is red. I assume it is worth 
50 cents? 15 cents. 15 cents. That's right. Okay. Per tradition. Per tradition. Our second blade uh, card is Moonblade Shinobi. It is a worthless blue card. It is totally garbage. You should go ahead it and is, just pass that. It is 18 cents. Ooh. It, uh, it got that three cent bump because it sounds like an 80s comic book. It's ninja garbage. Uh, our third card is Enduring Sliver. So for all your sliver decks out there, this one's probably worth more because it's sliver. No, 15 cents. Oh. <laughs> you want I had to high hopes. Ransack the Lab. Ooh, that's a good name. It's not a good By the way, though. am I getting too much glare on this? I'm not really looking at the camera. I'm not either. You're yeah. fine. Yeah, you look All right. Fine. Great. Great. Uh, next up, Bellowing Elk. I'm going to say 15 cents. Yep. It is. All right. Wait, how many cards Great. is that? Uh, that was card number five. Okay, good. We'll break a dollar one day, buddy. We will. We will. Okay, next up, because uh, we already had one white sliver, how about a Lancer sliver? I'm going to say 15 cents. Yep. It is. All right, great. Next up, uh, Rank Officer. Ooh, that's 15 cents. Yeah. It's a zombie soldier. Looking good there, zombie soldier. Uh, zombie this cop. one's probably, probably more, I don't know, Pondering Mage. Notice the artwork callback to Ponder there. I think nope. that's a nice little touch. Still 15 still, cents. Still 15 yep. cents. Yep. Still a garbage blue card. Go ahead and pass that to person two. See, being blue doesn't mean it's 18 oh, cents. Oh, this is great. This is perfect. Do you know why? Is it Arkham's Astrolabe? It's Arkham's Astrolabe. This price oh. may be incorrect because I don't know if wh- whatever site you're It's on worth $1.15 as of when this was refreshed. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't really dipped yet. On because uh, I uh, I think we're both using MTG stocks just yeah. because it's That's the easiest one to do this on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up is uh, we're finally to our uncommons. Uh, Zalfiran decoy. Oh, uncommons. Hang on, I have to click on that. Zalfiran Who's... decoy is twenty cents. Wow. Oh yeah. Who's artwork I think is a callback to was it just decoy? There was a there was an old card. It had a Foglio artwork I think of a guy riding a zebra. I mean, I, yeah, that sounds right. You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah. I forgot that that was Decoy, but I, I remember the art you're talking about. Next up, Baron Moore. It's an uncommon land, so I'm hoping for... It's 25 cents. You got a quarter. Yeah, I was hoping for 30, but that's okay. That's okay. I can dig it. Uh, our next is Everdream. It's got Ooh, 20 cents. Splice uh, uh. onto instant or sorcery. That's nice. Blue splice. Blue splice and our rare. This one actually may be okay. Uh, yeah. This is fiery islet. Oh yeah, that's eleven forty. Really? It had it had blue on it, and True. yeah, it's it's a red blue uh, dual land. It's totally yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it, it it is. You're right. You're right. There you go. Okay, our uh, foil is a rare. Uh-huh. It is fallen shinobi. In foil. Well, the non-foils were 66 cents. What about foil? Anybody know? I can't find how to flip to foil. Oh, wait. Here it is. Uh, foil. Looks like it is... Uh, 299 $2.99. Nice. Nice. Hey, uh, you, you came out slightly ahead on this one, didn't you? 
our land is a snow-covered mountain. That's your favorite kind of snow-covered. It is my favorite kind of snow-covered. That's actually worth 61 cents. That's worth more than most of your commons. Nice. And we have the uh, spider bird token. Not <laughs> spider bird, but spider on one side, Aww. bird on the other side token. Oh, it's spider bird. Bird, spider, that is 14 cents. And I know we don't have an art series way to pay for these, but since it's in here, uh, this is a Dregscape Sliver as our art card. I really like the art cards. Those are neat. Okay, so clues. Yeah. What was the total for pack number three? $18.17. Nice. Wow. So Got that foil rare kicking it up. So you got yeah. 45.28 plus 3.9 plus 18.17 equals, and then you divide that by three, 22.45 per pack. Ding. So my, my EV... I, I basically my average per pack was what I paid for all three packs together, essentially. So you you tripled your money. Yeah, by I, well, some theoretically, metrics. if if I were able to actually sell these for any of those prices, which I won't be able to, but there it is. Hey, only one card out of there is banned. <laughs> and they're not banned in all formats. Oh yeah, so, so it's probably less than eighteen seventeen because the astrolabe price hasn't yeah, changed yet. Probably come down just a smidge, yeah. On, okay. on this particular site we're using. Well, there you go. There you go. And that was fun, and that was exciting, and I hope you all enjoyed it. I know I did, because I finally got to open some packs, which I don't get enough to do. And I have a thing to tell Chewie about spiders, but maybe I'll do that in the but, odds and ends. But he doesn't want to hear it. He probably does not. Yay. So I think uh, Clues is our big What's an EV winner because I'm pretty sure yeah. we only ever had one that, that came out ahead and it wasn't that far ahead. <laughs> um, probably. I feel like in the very first Modern Masters, I did pretty good because I got a goif, but that wasn't done on the show, so it doesn't count. Yeah. And if we're talking that, then Jen still wins. Uh, yeah, certainly. Because Jen is the reigning champion of Modern Masters. That is Masters. true, yeah. What what did Jen open, for those that don't know? Uh, yeah, so she opened the uh, Goif Foil Goif pack. They we existed. were playing Pack Wars. Uh, yeah, we were playing Pack Wars with them. We had taken the time to sleeve them face down, because when she first opened the pack, she thought she spotted the edge oh, of boy. the normal Goif. She sleeved them, we were playing, She uh, she pulled a card off the top, and it was a Foil Goif. And she's like, okay, now I'm looking at the foil goif. I think there's a regular goif in here. Let's stop playing Pack Wars and just look. And uh, we did. And it was. And it was it was great. Seems good. So there you go. That was my, my fun of opening things. Nice. All right, then. I think we're done then, right? I think we are. Yep. Looks like we're done. Cool. Yeah, like, there's nothing to announce in Magic Online, but I'm sure tomorrow they'll post something about all of this going live, so if you care about that, you can check that out or wait till next week. Um, that said, in terms of me, uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Squee Goblin to Bob. Uh, there's no I in Goblin because um, 
we're going to say that it is also part of Pioneer. It is the hidden six band card. Um, day zero banning. Terrible. Uh, past that, um, I will note that, as mentioned last week, I was in Texas. So what I've learned is that me going to Texas creates new formats. So let's try to keep that to a minimum. Um, <laughs> that's just that's causality. That's how it works. Um, but beyond that, um, I will note if you're someone who's super looking forward to Star Wars, the tickets went on sale a few hours ago. So I guess get your opening night if you want to do that. If you were someone who has small children that don't want to go to Star Wars, don't take them to Star Wars on opening night. That makes you a bad person it does. for them and everyone around them. It's not their fault. You brought them there. Get a babysitter or maybe wait a day. Also stay off the internet because like my thing with Star Wars movies is that I am not as super into Star Wars as a lot of other people are, you know, like, but um, I will definitely note that seeing Star Wars in the first week is kind of nice because everyone likes it. And then by the third week, the fans have torn it apart and it is no longer enjoyable for a lot of people. And so I like to see it early on while people are all hyped about it and then ignore those people. That, um, that is a good way to do it. Yeah, You could cut to the chase and ignore them from the start. But I like to go in without someone going, this movie's bad, spoils it for you. Because they do that. Because sci-fi fans are terrible. So, be aware. Um, fans of most things are terrible. But I, I found that the Star Wars fans in particular are awful. So yeah, I said it. Um, <laughs> there are good ones. Be the good ones. Yeah, be the good ones. Um, other than that... Yeah, I'm out of work trips and I'm out of cons, so I'll be around. So, yeah, that's me. Um, You'll be around? You want to play Overwatch tomorrow night? I mean, probably. <laughs> yeah. We can go defend a door, or maybe not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> now Scott that Scott that doesn't need us. <laughs> so Scott never needs um, Yeah, he, he got the achievement, so he yeah, we could, we could not play Junkenstein's Revenge. <laughs> Yay! We can play mystery or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll probably be a tomorrow night thing. Um, well, that's about it. So I'm going to throw it over to Clues. Hey, if you want to hear more from me, you can find me on the Twitters. I'm at Lockluze, spelled just like it is in the show notes. Also, we have show notes. I uh, don't have a whole lot going on anytime <laughs> soon, except that I will be at PAX Unplugged come December time. So look for me there. I might have a brawl deck. He might. T to play brawl. Don't just beat me up and take it. It's, it's probably not worth all of that. Oh, it wouldn't be that much effort to beat you up. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant I'm going to file the police report and there's a good chance that, you know, there will be repercussions, but still. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm saying you probably don't want a record because you stole a brawl deck from Clues. Yeah, it's probably not a good look. Yeah, I think you'd rather just play a game of brawl. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, let's pass it over to... I don't know. Let's see. We've done Squee. We've done me. I guess Chewy. Let's pass it over to Chewy. Oh, that's me. So, hi. What? Stop typing. So... <laughs> <laughs> typing. I, uh... Okay, first, I've been watching a lot of Adam Savage building things on YouTube, and I highly recommend it. Just it's the, the channel is called Adam Savage is Tested. And it, 
I've really been enjoying his one day builds videos because he is adorable. He gets so excited. You can like when something occurs to him or when he has an idea that for uh, solving a problem he's got. Oh, it's, it's so cute to watch. Uh, so yeah, watch that. But while you're on YouTube, after you watch Adam Savage, you can come watch me because I, not only do both podcasts get streamed live here on Twitch, that's Monday Night Magic and the Mana Pool, twitch.tv slash the Mana Pool, but also they go up on youtube.com slash the Mana Pool. And okay, what's, what's going up right now? So I just finished putting up the Layers of Fear Inheritance videos. It's, there's three videos. And that was, uh. That was that was really good. It wasn't quite as I can't say that on the show. Pants crappingly terrifying as the main game, but it was really good, and it was it was a close second. Uh, so check that out. I've got the playlist of the original game and the with the DLC added, and I think I have a playlist of just the DLC itself too, in case you just want to watch that part. Uh, coming up, I played Sea Salt, which is a brand new game. It just came out a few days ago. That is a... It's a... it's a Okay, so you are Dagon, Lord of the Deep. You guys know him, right? Yeah. 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 You're, you're, you're him. And it, it's a top-down... Hybrid of, like, a real-time strategy game and, like, a twin-stick shooter. And you're controlling a horde of minions... So you are the bad guys, and, and uh-huh. you're controlling a horde of minions to try to take over. Well, to to kill everyone in this town who dared, who was worshiping you and dared defy you. Is it Ensmith? Uh, basically. Neat. Yeah, it's it's not actually Ensmith, but might as well be. Yeah, but it might as well be. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's a lot of fun. Uh, and, and it's, it's Mike, uh, backed it on Kickstarter and he got, uh, at the tier that got two codes. So he sent me one so I could stream it. And I did. And it's going to be YouTube videos, two YouTube videos, uh, that'll be going up sometime in the next uh, couple days. And then after that, I played Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, which is not the big Bloodstained game. That was Ritual of the Night, I think it's called. But this was the 8-bit, like, stretch goal. For that Kickstarter, that's it's like a uh, Castlevania three, sorta, but with modern design sensibilities, and it was a lot of fun, and if it was really good. So if you like the old Castlevania games, like Castlevania's one and three, essentially mostly three, then yeah, check that out. That'll be going up uh, a couple days after that, so later this week is when that series will start. And the game was really good, and I highly recommend it. Spoilers. Is that it? Oh, and I've got Hearthstone games going up on the YouTube channel, of course, because there's a new event going on where a bunch of cards from Wild, which is sort of like historic in that it exists because it has to, were brought back into Standard for like a month, completely crapping on the format and causing a whole warp of the format because, hey, they can do that on Hearthstone because it's digital only. So it's not like they have to go... Okay, so for this month, these cards will be legal and Standard. Go track them down. No. They just gave them to you, so yeah. And it, it's been fun, so I've got videos of that going up as well. So lots of stuff going on over on YouTube.com/slash/TheManipool, where at least one video goes up every day. And if I'm far enough ahead, then anytime there's a uh, a podcast video, uh, a gaming video goes up shortly afterwards. 
two hours afterwards, actually. So check that out. They go up at 11 a.m. Eastern every day. Except for Monday Night Magic, which goes up at 10, just in case we make it to the main page. (laughs) (laughs) Which is doubtful, but hey, you never know. So that's... Yeah, that's, that's my content. I... I think that's enough to get me through the rest of the month. So I'm probably done playing creepy games and spooky games now. Probably. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Could be. I don't have to stop playing spooky games when October's over, but I probably will because I don't really, <laughs> I don't really enjoy playing horror games that much. They're like the well done ones are well done, and and then they get in my head, and then I can't sleep. So. Does Left 4 Dead keep you up, or does it just frustrate you? What? No, that just that, that keeps me up because I'm like, oh, why couldn't we kill the last tank and get off of the damn thing, you know? Yeah. That's um, fair. I do have a big game. I'm going to be streaming it starting in November until it's done, and it's going to probably get turned into another long-running YouTube series, but I'm not quite ready to tell you what it is. Oh, is it, oh no, never mind. I was going to make a guess, but yeah. if you're not ready, that's fine. It is not Pizza Titan Ultra, no. Damn it! <laughs> it's still installed so on good. my PC, though. That game is so good. You need to play it. One of these days, mm-hmm. I'm going to play it. Uh, I'm really it enjoying... Giggle. Uh, here lately, I've been just playing a lot of games, like different games instead of, okay, this night I'll play Dota Underlords, and this night I'll play uh, Hearthstone, and then this night I'll do a podcast, and then this night... I, I was playing like one different game, like maybe a week. But I'm really enjoying this bouncing around and always having new stuff to do. Probably going to keep doing that. Which means Peace to Titan Ultra has, has got to be coming soon, right? It's got to be. I hope so. Yeah, but that's not going to be a long-running series, Clues. But <laughs> uh, I, I don't think that the big update is happening this week on Underlords. I don't think. Is it? I don't. I don't think so. Seems like that they said it would be a couple weeks till the, the actual big update comes, but I might be misremembering when they said that. But anyway, anyway, um, that was me reacting to chat. What's what's the other thing? Oh yeah, the big game. I will say that it's it's a game that is on Switch, but that's that's all for now. I have guesses. Clues has guesses. Clues, would you like to just throw one out so I can not react no, no, to it? No, that's okay. That's okay. Oh come on. It's cool. Do it, do it anyway. Come on. Just give me one. Link's Awakening. Ha! I can't afford Link's Awakening. Don't be silly. <laughs> That's a brand new Nintendo first party game. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're going to play Link's Awakening on an old green and black Game Boy uh, with your no. phone over it to record it. <laughs> you got to have the, yeah, I got to have the light on my phone pointed at it so I can see the damn screen. <laughs> I'll be like... <laughs> Playing it like this. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you're just going to so yeah. go up to the webcam and you're going to be like, look at that. Look, like, check this really out. <laughs> you see when I put the bomb on the arrow? Now it's blowing up over there. <laughs> anyway. Like I said, it's going to be a long running stream and video series that will start sometime next month. Uh yeah, so I'm very, very excited. But uh, with that, we're going to be done with this episode. So, hey, if you want to help support what I do, Manipool Productions is a Patreon-supported endeavor. And I could not do it 
without all of you helping keep the lights on. Well, not helping, keeping the lights on while I keep churning out this, frankly, ridiculous amount of content. So, let's see. We've got one, at least one YouTube video every day. Streams like four times a week. Two podcasts a week. It's it's nuts. Sorry, five times a week for the streams. Right? Tuesday and Sunday? Yeah. Theoretically, I stream all the other nights. And I take Tuesday and Sunday off. But anyway, anyway. So, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash themanapool. Sign up as a lifeguard. And uh, that, that really is the most direct way to help out. You can also subscribe here on Twitch. If you've got Amazon Prime, then you've got Twitch Prime. You get a free subscription token every month. Feel free to throw it at me. But if you don't, please throw it at somebody, preferably a smaller streamer. We appreciate it more. Like one sub is a significant percentage of our total you know, income compared to, say, someone with thousands of subs. I'm just saying. Um, what was the other thing I was saying? Right, uh, but the perks you can get on Patreon are, let's see, you can get Manipul episodes and YouTube videos early, you can get the odds and ends, which is behind the scenes nonsense that Clues has been alluding to here and there, uh, that is uncensored and unfiltered, it's just us talking about whatever comes to mind, figuring out what's going to be on the show, or talking about whatever movies we've just watched or nonsense or whatever clues making fun of me it's just all of that yeah plus you get to hear clues swear which is always a plus it does happen yeah yeah and the uh, mythic lifeguard tier gets you the sponsorship shout out on both podcasts and on the end screen for all the youtube videos so i would like to now thank our mythic lifeguards Jason Doan, Kim Ho, Andrew Hunt, Al, Lance Delicious, Team Yuhelas, how are you? Connor Kennedy, John Morris, Alex Gonzalez, Scuzzo, Jeff Spencer, Stuart Slaw, PJ McMullen, Sophia Bertain, Casey, Faye and Says, Danny Liao, Cody Buckowing, Jake Jansen, Jason Kaus, Gothic Man, Stark Maximum, John Parker, Violet Moon, Beardy Man, damn it, I couldn't make it, <sighs> Dan Holm, Bartle, Sarah Jane, and the Beast Father, Aaron Goodwine. Ah, oh, what did I, I only, I only missed four before In I ran out of breath. Mike takes all of our breaths away. He, he really does. Fair. Yeah. Totally fair. Yeah. And so, yeah. You, you can add your name to that list, and I will be out of if breath. If you want to help it. contribute to Chewie's diminishing lung capacity, you can sign up. Yeah. And I'll have to say your name. If you have a really long name, it'll be even funnier. Uh, one of these days, I will... Uh, now I have made it through this list a couple times without taking a breath, but by the end, it's like, Eric and what? And, you know... <laughs> His father. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But anyway, so with with that, we will be done with Monday Night Magic number six seventy one. I hope that you all have enjoyed it, and cut maybe maybe cut the new format some slack until Watsy screws it up. <laughs> maybe or don't. It's up to you. But. The, the axiom uh, always applies. Let people like things. It's fine. Yeah. So with that, we will be done. So thank you all so very much for joining us. And uh, go play some magic. <laughs>